Hello, welcome, and this is Masterpiece, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm not Alan Cumming, but I could play one. Welcome to tonight's show. It's Friday night, everyone is jovial, parties, graduations, a lot of fucking crazy ass shit. If you enjoyed last night's Ray Liotta show, I did too. It made me nostalgic. It made me want to go back and watch Goodfellas. And, you know, I I will say there's a weird shitty connection because Ray Liotta was in Field of Dreams. If you build it, he will come. The paycheck will, too. Um, He was in that with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner directed Dances with Wolves. And beat out Goodfellas, which Ray Liotta was in for the Oscar. That's kind of like the three, de- the, the the you know that whole degrees of Kevin Bacon shit. It's like the degrees of Kevin Costner. You know, uh, Ray Ray Liotta worked with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner worked with Whitney Houston. Remember that shit? Oh yeah, I know you do. Thirty fucking years. The Bodyguard was not the greatest film. But when Whitney came up there, he was like, ooh, now that is a diva. Mariah, I love you. Celine, eh. Barbara, hello, gorgeous. But Whitney was a diva with a capital D. And not in a negative way, but she knew how to bring it. And that's why I love the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Not just because it's my show. But we get to talk about these things. We get to talk about music and film. And I don't like to make this show out to be like one big eulogy. People die. People are born. People live. And I record about it. So stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We're going to have some fun. It's freeform fucking Friday night. Carrie Fisher, Mike. Oh, I watched Obi motherfucking Juan Kenobi. Get ready. This shit is crazy. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Hello. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Today was an interesting day of looking for Pokemon cards. Not for me, for my nephew. I go all out for the kids. Come on. And my friends, I go all out for my friends. Concerts galore. In October, a friend of the LNC and me are going to go to Aftershock. Get ready. I'm excited. I've never seen Slipknot before. I love Slipknot. Why am I whispering? I'm not high. Don't worry. No gummies tonight. Last Friday, though, that was epic. George Carlin, Gummies. I wasn't able to finish the documentary until Saturday. But then my cousin told me something very great. And it made me feel great about my decision. He said, you know, George would have done the same thing. And I thought, oh my God, I'm conjuring the spirit of George Carlin. And all week long, I've been saying that mantra. It's business as usual. Unfortunately, for some people, but not for me. 
This is a heavy week. That's why we're trying to kind of relax a little bit as we go into this three-day, three-way weekend. Sorry, my mind's in the gutter right now. Um, but anyway, maybe I should go see Downtown Abbey. I really want to see it. I kind of know what happens. I kind of read ahead plot-wise. Sometimes I do that. Yeah. I am going to re-watch the George Carlin documentary because that was magnificent. With a capital fucking M. Okay? This has been a crazy week. And I hope this is a week that we can just tell the politicians on both sides to fuck off. And we the people are going to really change this. Uh, I don't want this to become a norm. Oh, God, there's been another shooting. And then and then the jaded, not jaded, the numbness sets in. And then you become numb. Oh, another one. No. And so I look at those photos of those kids That was our future. We're not going to have a good future. That was our future. Future generation. Who's going to take care of us now? Think about that. Think about that. That's sad. And as a former educator, that that guts me. It also makes me think, do I really want to go into this field again? If I'm going to be put at risk along with the students. That's not why I went to school. I didn't go to school to learn tactical defense or to use a gun. I I don't think I've ever used a gun. So, you know, it's, it's the Dr. Zeus film podcast. That's what it is. That's what it's always been. A release, an escape, and art, art, art is a part of our lives. I remember when 2011 happened. You know what I did? I rented a whole bunch of movies because nobody was going to the movies. Things had just shut the fuck down. And I feel for those families because it's like those kids aren't going to come home. They're gone. And if they ever see them again, it's going to be in the afterlife. And for some, that's not a guarantee. Maybe for Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is, you know, he's just living it up. And I hope he is. I hope he is. And I hope he's making those kids feel good. And being a father figure to them. I know you're probably like, oh my God, you're stoned. No, I'm on some, I'm on some adrenaline because I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of this shit. So, yeah. And I'm not sad as more so I'm angry about it. And I watch who I talk with about it. And I want to give a shout out to my friend. We were talking all night tonight. You know, and he understands. He's a parent. He understands. I'm an uncle. And and for the record, I don't like that gay term, gunkle. Fuck that. I don't like those terms. I'm an uncle. Okay. There you go. I'm the Godfather. I am. Well, I'm one of many. He's, he's got a lot. So, and tomorrow's his birthday. 
But when he was born, I took off for Los Angeles because it was a three-day weekend. Okay? And here we are. It is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm trying to get my steps in. I had a lot of fun today. And so I got to go to work. And what I mean by that is work on the body. The body electric. (sighs) Don't worry, I'm not on any medication. Sometimes when it's Friday and I have the house to myself, I'm able to just record and sound like James Lipton. What is your favorite curse word? It's fuck. Yes. Say it again. Fuck. It's it in a Carrie Fisher voice. Well, you know, I told Darth Vader to go fuck himself. And he said, Gary, this is James Earl Jones. Oops. Wrong person. So then I went to George Lucas and I said, fuck the Pez dispenser. And he said, Carrie, that was Mattel. And now welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I've conjured her. Carrie Francis Fisher. Thank you. This is Star Wars week. And I want to talk about my uncle. Maybe he was gay. Um, I know my ex-husband was. Brian Lord. Hey, shout out. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Played by the magnificent Scottish and uncut Ewan McGregor. How do I know that? I watched Train Spotting. Yes, when we were casting for Star Wars, we watched everything Ewan had ever done and did in that ER episode. As I was watching Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus in the Heaven Room, I was just, I was overcome thinking, My God, they've picked a child actress who plays and captures the Princess Leia ethos of this man's not going to tell me what to do. And I jump off of buildings trying to get away from him. Ooh, I gave away a little bit. Fuck, whatever. And he's a Jedi and he can't use the force because the force will give him away. It's a crazy world, this universe, especially in George Lucas's mind. The Dr. Zeus Film Podcast has allowed me to rise from beyond the afterlife to fill this podcast with humor and postcards from the fucking edge. Carrie, I was thinking about shampoo tonight. Was that a fun experience? Huh. Well... My mother wasn't too fond of that piece in shampoo between me and Warren Beatty, where I looked at Warren Beatty and said, want to fuck? If I had said it now, my teeth would have fallen out. Thank you, Carrie. You know, I love this show. I love that we're talking about my gay uncle, maybe, Obi-Wan Kenobi who's Scottish, Ewan, and does a really great British accent. Oh, yeah, I love train spotting. Oh, we know why you love train spotting. Well, yeah, it's Ewan. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome, motherfucker. 
Carrie Fisher, everybody. And now, Halsey. Hello, this is Halsey. You know, my alter ego, Ewan McGregor, played me. And then now he's playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, who may also be gay. He hasn't had a wife in centuries. But it's Halsey. Yes, and I'm talking about the designer, not the singer, who's fabulous. Thank you, Halsey. So all these different collectives come out into the Dr. Zeus film podcast. They do. And it's fun. And it's crazy. And it's magic. Yeah. It's like my love for heavy metal. I know, back in the day, a band like Slayer would have scared me. But then, the ethos, the lyrics, the guitars, it's just amazing. It is. And so, as a Star Wars aficionado, I love The Mandalorian. I love Baby Yoda. And if you haven't watched it, I won't tell you his real name. But Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor steals the show again. And Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Darth Vader. Yes, he tended to overact. And yes, he came off as a prima donna. Because he wanted all for himself. And Palpatine gave in and said, Master Jedi, rise, Darth Vader. Which is some scary ass shit. Because then they, okay, if you haven't seen Star Wars, I don't care. Then they kill Samuel L. Jackson's character. And in that fight, Palpatine is deformed. Basically looking like Paris Hilton on helium. And boom, you've got the dark side. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love that Sir Alec Guinness played Obi-Wan Kenobi first and didn't like it because he was a British actor and Shakespearean at that. And also kind of got in trouble. Won't go into it. Google it and you'll see. Alec Guinness was a very polarizing individual. I think, he, I think he played Hitler in a movie at one point. That's polarizing right there. Oh, my God. This Star Wars universe. Yes. Harrison Ford. Princess Leia. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I want to tell you. The fact that he's the Joker is hilarious. And his Twitter is hilarious. And so sometimes when I'm feeling nervous, feeling bored, and I want the room to love me, well, I just start talking like this, Batman. <laughs> you know, Batman, Harley Quinn will milk you a soda. <laughs> My favorite, Annette Benning, said that. <laughs> there you go. Oh, if I do that, the room loves me. But then again, it's copyrighted. Mark Hamill. It's copyrighted. DC Comics. Everything in this world is copyrighted, including me. 
years from now, my show will be sold for $5 million. I will retain the name, but I will do what they say. It's like that episode in Rick and Morty, which is really one of my favorite cartoons. One of my favorite shows. Fuck it that it's a cartoon. And Morty has that crystal in his head. He's like, I do what the crystal tells me. Yeah, I'm going to do what the podcast tells me. But unfortunately, that hasn't happened yet. So you get me making all the decisions, recording the content. Some of it, some of you find boring. Rundown. Libra. Gay. Redundant. Roll your eyes. Because I'm not talking about true crime. Now, I could talk about paranormal because... I've had some experiences, but as they've told me, don't talk about what we send you because then you're going to come off as like Whoopi Goldberg had a ghost. You and Molly, you in danger, girl. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm being fun tonight. Sometimes when I'm alone, I have to amuse myself. I know. That can be taken so many different ways. And a shout out to Carlos, because he knows it can be taken so many different ways. Are your ears red yet? (sighs) Yes. I do like to amuse myself in many different ways. But as a child, because I didn't always get along with the other kids and I thought I was weird, because I would talk a lot like I am now. And so I just learned, you know what? I'll have my circle of friends, but my alone time is essential. Maybe that's why I've never been married. Even even when I was with people, I was like, oh, God, I just want to get home to my bed. I'm not kidding you. Maybe it's a form of anxiety. And at this point in my life, well, fuck it. Fuck it. You know... Some people, when they reach a certain age, are like, oh, it's over. It's done. Or in my friend's case, I'm never going to be president. Here's the thing. When I turned 40, I thought, okay, I'm open to this. I'm open to just not giving a fuck. I feel good. Things are great. The car runs. Yeah. And then I started to realize, you know, I don't like this job. I don't like this one. I love this one. And I started to feel like the teenager in me coming back out. The id, the super ego. I took psychology. Got a B. Um, And it was fascinating. It was fascinating. And then something magical happened in October of 2021 where I started to dabble in something that I had done in my 20s. And it was funny, you know, you make mistakes. Here I was at the age of 40, making really funny mistakes, and at the same time realizing this is life. This is why I don't really worry about feeling my age, because I'm not my age. I have been, I have separated from it, okay? I have, because I realize that age is a vast, it is a vast, as the dog barks, 
It's a vast. I realize that I am in control of my own destiny. I am in the driver's seat, which is a good feeling. I would rather be my own boss. It may not happen, but it's fun to try. It's kind of like Harvey Milk. Remember what he said? Where Dan White's like, two, can two men reproduce? No, but God knows we keep trying. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. I love, say what you will about Sean Penn. That is his masterpiece of a performance. Because Sean Penn, Sean Penn's a tough guy. He's introspective. Him and Madonna, remember that? Oh, shit. The helicopters do. Um, but he played, he played Harvey Milk, a nice guy who's gay, who smiles all the time. Something that Sean Penn doesn't always do. That's why I was like, oh, that Oscar is his. That is his. And I remember everyone was like, oh, no, it's Mickey Rourke's. What? But then... I thought of something that my good friend Carlos's husband, who's very cute, said. He said, he said that Marissa Tomei should have gotten an Oscar because she had to kiss Mickey Rourke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's not too far from the truth now, is it? And that's why I love this freeform conversation. We can talk. We can have fun. I can tell you about, yeah, I'm kind of regretful that I didn't get to see Bill Burr in Oakland. I may or may not go see Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock. And yes, he got slapped by Will Smith. But Will is probably one of the most squeaky clean rappers of all time. Yeah, parents just don't understand. <laughs> it's more like you and Jada Pinkett Smith don't even understand, okay? Is there a point to this? Well, to quote the late, the great Bill Hicks, there is a point. There is a point. Sometimes to everything. When I do this show, it feels good. The endorphins are running. I'm walking around like I did last Friday, but last Friday, oh, it's kind of like as the church lady says, could it be weed? Yeah. Carlin and that. Come on. And God knows the next day I went and had Mexican food and I was hungry. I had the munchies. Sometimes I wish that one of my friends would magically appear with a car or a carriage like in Cinderella and whisk me off to my favorite Mexican restaurant where I don't have to drive and just sit and eat to my heart's content. But also, as I say that, it's like, well, I was sober. I was able to drive myself. I still had the munchies. Because when you've got the munchies, they don't go away, man. (sighs) I think, you know, I've seen so many documentaries And I think the George Carlin, when that comes out on Blu-ray, I'm buying 10 of them. I loved it. Documentaries are these magical things. They teach you something. I saw the documentary Keti, which is Turkish for cat. I loved that. I wanted to just, I wanted all those cats. I have a few cats and it's like, shit, if I talk Turkish to them, will they like me better? Yeah. In Istanbul. 
where Ketty takes place. Those cats are treated like royalty. Communities come together when they need to go to the vet. They pay, they, ha- they all have a tab. That's impressive. They take it upon themselves to feed and nurture these cats. Okay. My cats sleep outside, so she's probably hungry right now. So as I record, I am aware of this, my responsibilities. And yes, oh, some of my wonderful detractors who, you know, oh, he's not married. He doesn't have response. He doesn't have kids. Mm. You know, you're fucking right. I don't have kids. Well, I do have my nieces and nephews. Those are my kids. Oh, yeah. And I'm not married. But what the fuck is it to you? And yes, I am sober. That's me getting the let out. Because this has been a crazy fucking week. And if I was stoned, you would hear a delay. Trust me. Because the mind would be slowing down. And I would just be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. No. We all make decisions in our life. And when I was 18 years old, graduating high school, I knew I wasn't going to get married and have kids. I knew. Yes, Grandma, I'm talking to you. I knew. In fact, she always said I would have the biggest wedding of them all. Well, Grandma, I think my brother beat me to that, which is good. It's good. So... Love is in the air. Yeah. One day. Been there, done that. (laughs) Oh, it was fun. As I was telling the LNC, whom I love absolutely, my sisters, my brothers of music, of Canada, I said, you know, if I could go back to 2011, that time period, and probably not end that relationship because I ended it, I was 30, he was 38. I don't kiss and tell, well, unless I know you. (sighs) Sometimes I'm like, "Eh, would things be different if I had stayed within that relationship? Maybe things would have opened up, horizons broadened. But then I have to remember, you have to go forward, not backwards. As said to me by my mother when I graduated high school, In 1999, high school was a very traumatic, fucked up experience. And so when I finally graduated and the yard, yes, we had a yard duty. Oh, Lord. And she had a bike like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. Oh, and that trip ride to Disneyland was pure hell. And then I realized regret that I should have gotten on the bus with my teacher, Steve Payne, who is amazing because he told me you should have gotten an bus. And I said, why? We watched all three Star Wars movies. I went, what? I was on that other bus with the Yara Didi and everyone from hell. And they couldn't decide whether they wanted to watch Speed or Armageddon or Goodwill Hunting. They changed movies so many times. I thought, what the fuck? Are we in a disco? Who's passing around the cocaine? The fuck? I rolled my eyes so many times, I probably changed bodies. Um, I was 18, come on, come on. 
And so that pivotal moment, the night I graduated from high school and didn't look back, as we drove through that gate, it was almost like leaving the gates of hell. It was almost like Prince Philip and Sleeping Beauty, remember, as he walks through that gate to wake up the Princess Aurora. I'm leaving, motherfuckers. And what does that yard duty say? Bye, honey. I'll see you next year. And all the while I'm thinking, bitch, you won't. Goodbye. And I left. Oh, I left. And I did come and visit, I think, a year later. Oh, God. A year later, just to see some friends graduate. And then a year other later, two years, to see my brother graduate and some friends graduate. And boom. But I moved on. I didn't go to the reunions. Because as Iggy Pop said, I did not want to go to a reunion. I didn't want to play a show on the grass and run through our old shit. Yeah. And so here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, very rarely do I listen to these shows sometimes. Sometimes it's just like it's in the can. This week is in the can. Ray Liotta, rest in peace. And I'm the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Go watch Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. Good night. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>